Hello everyone, hope your day's going well. Um, today's passage of scripture uh, we're going to take a look at is the passage that we covered in our midweek study last week that was on April 12th, and the passage that we looked at was 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 2 through 16. Now, what I'd like to ask you to do um, in reading this passage to get ready for our summary here is... This what what we wrapped up um, in these pa- just just the week before um, was the tangent, the very very extended tangent that that Paul began, that we began in chapter two, verse fourteen, and went all the way through chapter seven, verse one. So to make to get us kind of back in the frame of mind that we need to be to cover what we're going to look at in this passage is why don't you in reading this passage jump back to chapter 2 and read verses 12 and 13 again 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 and then skip up to chapter 7 beginning with verse 2 and read through chapter 7 verse 2 um, through 16 and that that'll kind of help us to, to see that that um, that Paul's back on track here after his his long tangent there um, back on track with with what he was covering in in this this writing to uh, the frame of mind I should say he was in clear back in chapter 2 um, uh, to get us back to that in chapter 7 verse 2 so I know it sounds kind of confusing but um, but as you'll see, they kind of flow together very, very well. So much so that you could almost remove chapter 2, verses 14, through chapter 7, verses 1. Just take it completely out of there, and boom, you don't miss a beat um, in getting into the passage that we'll, we'll cover here. So go ahead and read um, chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, and then jump up to chapter 7, verses 2 through 16. Take a look at that, and then we'll talk about it some. Okay, hopefully you had time to take a look at that passage, and um, now let's talk about it. As you'll see, um, it's like Paul doesn't even miss a beat here um, when he jumps into it in the middle of, of, of chapter 7, verse 2, and what he's talking about is is basically, um, once again, he's right in that frame of mind again that he's so thankful that the, that the church in Corinth listened to the letter that was delivered by Titus to them, and um, they did listen to it. They listened to it so much so that um, chapter 2, was, he spent most of his time telling them that the man who opposed him when he came for his visit, uh, many, I mean, just weeks before, um, they have confronted him, they have punished him, and now Paul is saying in this letter, accept him back. Um, he has repented. Um, which repentance plays a pretty big role in what we're going to talk about um, in this summary today. Um, but he did repent. He's thankful for it. They should be thankful for it as well, and they should accept him back into um, the church. Uh, that's what chapter 2 was all about. So now when we get here into this chapter 7, he is going to talk a little bit more about repentance and about the sorrow that precedes repentance. And basically, if, if what we're going to focus on is um, really just basically verses 8 through 10 is what we're really going to focus on. And if you... If you're someone who who has has no problem with writing in your Bible, highlighting, underlining in your Bible, I would hope that you would have verse 10 underlined. 
2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Underline that in your Bible because it is so applicable to them as well as to our lives today. And it points out a very, very important truth about sorrow that is faced in this life. Okay, so let's focus on that. Um, verse 10, I'm going to read it for you. It says, For the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces repentance without regret, leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. All right. Um, this is such a such a powerful powerful verse, um, and what it what it shows us is there are two types of sorrow um, in this world. Now that is not the exhaustive list of the type of sorrow in this world. We'll get into that more here in just a second, but um, it does it does point out two types of sorrow. First one is godly sorrow, and if you just read through this verse, you will see that. Um, kind of the timeline of godly sorrow. Godly sorrow um, leads to repentance, and that leads to not having regret, all right, and that leads to salvation. Worldly sorrow, on the other hand, produces death. Um, C.S. Lewis points it out very, very well, because sorrow is really um, a result of pain that is experienced in this world. And, and C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Problem, the Problem of Pain. And in that book, he just um, has a lengthy dissertation about um, what the purpose of pain in this world is. And it kind of he summarizes it very much with this statement. Um, in this world, God whispers through the pleasures of we as his people experience, or we people of the world experience. Um, see, pleasure is from God. Now, we have a tendency to take the, the pleasure, the desires that God puts within us, and, and mess those up, um, corrupt those, um, and they lead to um, some rough, rough situations in life. But pleasure as a whole is a gift from God, and God whispers through our pleasures, but God screams through our pain. It is his, God's megaphone, it is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So, sorrow is what can and will at times lead to repentance without regret, and that leads to salvation. Worldly sorrow, on the other hand, though, it simply leads to death. Now, here's the thing. Um, in class, we went through some examples of godly sorrow. We also went through some examples of worldly sorrow. Um, but there is also another type of sorrow in this world. And that is the sorrow that is a result of us living in a broken, corrupt world. All right. Um, now, the thing we need to remember is sorrow as a whole will be wiped away from the people of God. And what that means is um, the day is coming when God will put an end to sorrow. And that day that is talked about is, is the day that Christ returns and, and calls his people home. Revelation 21 speaks to this, saying that, that, that God will wipe away the tears of his people. And that is something that will be done um, permanently. All right. So, um, but 
This side of heaven, we do experience sorrow. Some of that sorrow is godly sorrow that leads to sorrow that leads to repentance. Some of that sorrow is worldly sorrow. Those who reject, they reject God, they reject him, and their sorrow does not lead to anything good. It simply leads to death. And then there is also just the sorrow that is experienced in this world because this world stinks sometimes. So, the very powerful lesson to learn in that, and that is in this passage that we covered last week. Again, underline 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, because it speaks truth um, about the sorrow faced in this world. All right, um, that's really what we focused on for the majority of our time. Um, there was a very good um, point brought up by one of the members of the class um, who, who talked about the examples that we can see of because uh, we talked about the examples of godly sorrow versus the examples of worldly sorrow and um, we see that perfectly spelled out in 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 really a way that is it is um in one situation um spelled out with hope and another situation spelled out with just defeat and that is the examples of of the apostle peter and that is the examples of uh the disciple judas um Judas did not come back from his sorrow. His sorrow, which was a sorrow that, of the world that, that, that produces death, um, that ends in death, and he went after uh, betraying Christ. He felt sorrow after that, and it ended with his taking of his own life. Now, Peter, uh, he experienced sorrow as well after the betrayal of of Christ or not the betrayal the denial of Christ three times he denied Christ Christ told him that this would happen and he said it never would happen but Jesus said by the time the rooster crows this morning you will have denied me three times and that's exactly what happened and um, it says that that after this took place Peter left the courtyard there um, of the temple and he wept bitterly um, but he was brought back he, his sorrow was redeemed. Um, Christ was a big part of this. So two examples right there of godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. So um, anyway, it was it was a it was a good class. Um, it was uh, it was a tough discussion because we all experience sorrow in this world, but it was a good discussion. So once again, that's what we focused on last week on April 12th. Um, on April 19th, which is tomorrow, um, Wednesday, we will cover chapter 8. Um, so if you want to prepare for that, take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and take a look at that to prepare for class. Uh, we'll have tomorrow night, uh, again, on, on the 19th, we'll have a meal at at. Let's see here, 6 o'clock, and that will be followed by classes for all ages. So we hope very much to see you um, tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day.